Welcome to the latest edition of the Buff Zone podcast. I'm Brian Howell and joined as always by my colleague, Pat Rooney. Pat, how are you? Good, Brian. How you doing? I'm doing well. And, you know, we're, we've got a lot going on with basketball, obviously, and uh, we're going to meet some assistant football coaches uh, this week and spring balls on the way and things like that. But uh, we're going to be pretty much exclusively talking about basketball this week because uh, we're coming up the last week of the regular season for the women is this week and the second to last week of the regular season for men this week. So there's a lot going on and, and a lot at stake for both the men and women. Yeah, going to be uh, an interesting week. We've got a couple of big time opponents coming in for both the men and the women's team. We're going to finally meet some assistant football coaches. Uh, so uh, look, looking forward to to the week ahead for sure. And, uh, you know, you followed the game on Sunday down in Tucson for the women's team. Not a great showing in a top 25 battle, but managed to hold on at number 21 this week in the latest AP top 25. Yeah, and in the latest uh, ESPN women's bracketology, which came out today as we're doing this on Tuesday, the women, uh, they did slip down from a four to a five. And as a four, you would host. And so ESPN does project them as a non-hosting team at this point, which um you know you'd like to host <laughs> if you're CU obviously if they can beat Stanford on Thursday and make a run in Vegas uh, they could probably get themselves back up to that but um obviously what ESPN projects is not what's going to happen but that tells you that CU's right on that that cusp of maybe having that chance to host in the first round and and for those that don't know for the women's tournament uh, is different there's no predetermined sites it's the top 16 seeds are all slotted, and those are the teams that host that first weekend. So uh, the Buffs have that opportunity. And, Pat, this is a big one on Thursday with Stanford coming in here, number three Stanford, um, that the Buffs, now they, they don't have a great history of beating Stanford. They did it once a couple years ago when Stanford was number one, but they always play them pretty well. And, uh, you know, Stanford is coming off of having to play on Monday night and then having to turn around, travel, and play Thursday afternoon. That's a quick uh, short weekend for Stanford. So the women have a pretty good opportunity here um, to to get a huge win. Yeah, and a couple things working in the Buffs' favors for this matchup, um, and, and you alluded to a couple of them right there. Uh, a busier week for Stanford. They have to travel here. The Buffs have played pretty well at home against them in recent seasons. Uh, and then also, you know, we've seen it a few times this year, uh, this team, uh, the women's basketball team, has bounced back really well from uh, poor showings or, or, you know, outings that they, they you know, kind of left a salty taste in their mouth. And uh, from that standpoint, obviously not a great showing at Arizona on Sunday, but this team has bounced back from those kind of efforts before. And, you know, thinking they have a really good opportunity to do the same thing with Stanford here this week. Yeah, you know, and uh, note they're twenty-one and six, and have not lost two in a row yet this season. I don't know if I just jinxed them or not, but um, you know that they're, they're in a great spot. I mean, they, they to your point, they've bounced back every single time after a loss, and uh, they're sitting here now. Uh, you know, there's an opportunity for them to actually finish in a three-way tie for first place in the conference if you know they can sweep this weekend. Stanford, I mean, they got to come to Colorado and then two. Utah, which is number eight in the country. Um, and so if Stanford gets swept and, you know, Cal can upset uh, Utah, now, now you got a three-way tie. 
Unfortunately for the Buffs, um, as I was looking at it, I don't think there's any way they'd win any tiebreaker and get that number one seed, but they could still finish anywhere from two to four. They did clinch a first-round bye for the Pac-12 tournament uh, by way of uh, Stanford beating UCLA on Monday night. So uh, the Buffs, for the first time since 2013, do not have to play on the first day of the Pac-12 tournament. And so we'll see if that's an advantage or not. But that's a huge thing. You know, everybody tries to get that first round by, and the bus finally got it for the first time in 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another, you know, we, we've talked about it a couple times, but a great job by Coach J.R. Payne and her staff this year. You know, a few question marks coming in this year. I think we all thought this team would be, uh, you know, competitive and have a chance to repeat its NCAA tournament run of a year ago. Um, uh, but we, you've alluded to it. This team has been – you know, at, at times it's really looked like it's better than last year's team. Um, however, I think going into this weekend, just curious what you kind of want to see how this team, you know, even win or lose against Stanford. I remember when we were talking last week, uh, you know, I said kind of going down to Arizona, you know, you just, you really want to play well. You can go to even Arizona on Sunday and, and, and lose and, and, but you, maybe feel better about the way you played. You know, I don't think they feel great about the way they played on this entire trip. They got the win at Arizona state on Friday. I had a chance to be there uh, in between men's games on this trip this past weekend. Uh, and it was a sloppy win. You know, they, 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 they got the job done. They made the plays down the stretch, but it was really, you know, a lot of their own miscues and especially turnovers. They had 20 of them uh, that kept, you know, a, a, a a Pac-12 winless Arizona State team in the game right down to the wire. Uh, and then obviously another kind of sloppy showing at, at Arizona. So, uh, you know, I think going into this win or lose against Stanford, I think Coach J.R. Payne and, and, and the Buffs really are just going to be looking for a much more sharp and crisp performance than what we saw last weekend. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, you know, that trip for whatever reason has always been difficult for CU and, you know, I wrote about it, you know, beforehand and you wrote about it afterwards that that was their first win in Tempe in 10 years and their first win in the state of Arizona <laughs> since 2015. So they've now lost like five in a row in Tucson, I think it is. And I don't know what the streak was as far as games, but they had lost 14 straight to ASU and ASU is terrible this year. They're they're winless in the conference, but they did play the buffs well and they played Utah extremely well the next uh, or a couple of days later and uh, lost both games, but they gave both of them a run for their money. And you're right, though, the Buffs had not reached 20 turnovers since November, but they did it in both games at Arizona, and uh, that's way too many turnovers. I mean, Kendall Weta um, had three straight turnover-free games before the trip and wound up with 10 on the trip, including a career-high six against Arizona. Uh, Jalen Schrott, I didn't think, played very well in either game. She was really struggling with her shot. The three-point shooting was not falling in either game. So, yeah, as far as what to look for this week, you got to see the Buffs play better. They needed to get some momentum back a little bit going into Vegas next week because you earn that first-round buy now, go do something with it. And even if you don't beat Stanford, play them well, and then finish off with Cal and play a, pr a pretty good basketball game on Saturday because the Buffs have got to get that feeling of playing good basketball again. Exactly. And, you know, if you play sharp and, and still lose to Stanford, yeah, you, you maybe tip your cap a little bit. Obviously, it's going to be a tall challenge, you know, third ranked team in the country, talent across the board. Um, but if you play sharp and then finish well against California, obviously, you can't look past that as the weekend goes on here. Uh, you know, because if, if you make a run in Las Vegas, there's a chance you're going to have to see the Stanford team again. 
And you certainly wouldn't want to go into yet another matchup against them uh, having, you know, kind of, you know, a beat down at home, you know, very recently in the, the rear view mirror. So looking for the bus to stay sharp. We'll be a double header with the men's team. So it should be an interesting atmosphere out there on Thursday. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to have team coverage out there for some basketball on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, we will. And, you know, I, I will say before we move on to the men, I, I don't put it past the women uh, to beat that uh, Stanford team on, on Thursday and, and get a sweep this weekend because Stanford's not the same type of team they've been the last couple of years. They're obviously very good, but you know, I mean, they've lost, you know, to USC. Uh, they lost, uh, I can't remember who their other, other loss was. Oh, Washington. Um, yeah. you know, who, who's below both those teams are below CU in the standings. And, uh, you know, Stanford lost, uh, to both of those teams on the road and, uh, you know, struggled against, uh, UCLA is very good, but, you know, again, another team below CU that, you know, Stanford had to go down to the wire to beat them at home the other night. So they're not invincible. I think CU could definitely win that game on Thursday, especially if C if they can get a good crowd. I mean, this should be a season high crowd. Um, you know, I, I say this all the time, Pat, but like we don't work for CU or anything, but come on, people go watch this team because I know it's three o'clock on a Thursday, but this is going to be one of the best games of the year, in my opinion, and uh, they deserve it for what they've done this season. And what a day of basketball. If you're going to go to the men's game, get off a couple hours early, go to the women's game because that's going to be a fun night of basketball. Yeah, it will be. It'll be a fun doubleheader. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it uh, as well. So should be a fun atmosphere out there, like you said. And, you know, really good battle. Like I said earlier in this, uh, the Buffs uh, women's team has played Stanford pretty well at home over the last few years. Had a big upset a few years back. And, uh, you know, if they can pull it off this week, it really sets up nicely for uh, what's coming up next in Las Vegas and beyond for this team. Yeah, it really would. And then, you know, for the men, obviously, it's it's a big day and big weekend uh, for different reasons. You know, they're not uh, going to be a top four seed or anything, but they can they can play a little bit of a spoiler role this weekend and set themselves up for a possible NIT uh, bid. And, you know, they played better this last weekend than they have in, in, in recent times. And, you know, unlike the women who didn't play as well in Arizona, I thought the men had a pretty good trip. They did, you know, even in the Arizona game, they, they played pretty well. They were, you know, basically even on the boards. They uh, obviously had the big lead early and couldn't maintain it. You know, I wrote about this a little bit. I, I did find it curious that uh, Tad Boyle kept Tristan Da Silva on the bench for the entire final 11:33 when he picked up his second foul. I know Tad Boyle often sits guys after foul number two, but he's rolled the dice with Da Silva in a few games this year trusting him to play with two fouls in the first half. And uh, I just thought this was a situation, you know, especially at the start that De Silva got off to in that game. This was a situation that that called for uh, giving him some minutes in that, that, that stretch. I just didn't see them beating Arizona, keeping De Silva on the bench for that long. But be that as it may, uh, losing against Arizona is kind of like what we just talked about, the women's team possibly losing to Stanford and, and still playing well. I thought the best played decently. The turnovers weren't out of control. They just, they just, this team just struggles to make shots. You know, your best scorers on the bench for the final 11 33 of the first half. And it's tough to score enough against Arizona to keep pace with them. And, uh, you know, for most of the first half, they were able to take advantage of Arizona turnovers, but that didn't, that didn't hold steady. And, uh, uh, but they get to return home now and they've generally played better at home. And, 
But boy, with this team, you, you just don't know what you're going to get. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they win all three games and pull off a huge upset against UCLA on Sunday. Uh, but it wouldn't also surprise me as well if they somehow lost two out of three. So uh, it's going to be interesting to say the least. You keep waiting for that team that we saw against Tennessee and Texas A&M early in the year to, to show up again at some point, And maybe we'll see it this weekend. Yeah, and it starts off with the USC on Thursday, and you know the Buffs at seven and ten in the conference, and and fifteen thirteen overall. They need wins if they're going to play, you know, beyond Las Vegas. So, um, and USC is a, a team that they only lost by seven in Los Angeles, and did so with twenty two turnovers. And you know that was a weekend. We talked about the women just had a big turnover weekend. The men had that in Los Angeles earlier uh, this season. So, um, twenty two turnovers, you know, at USC, and you only lose by seven. If the Buffs can fix that, I think that they've got a good shot um, at home to beat a USC team on Thursday night. Yeah, both those games basically came down to turnovers. And again, uh, the Buffs shouldn't be intimidated by either of these teams coming in here. You know, there's been, you know, rare instances. You know, UCLA kind of buried them during a stretch. Arizona buried them during a stretch late in the first half. But, you know, in general, they've competed well against these teams. They're not getting run out of gyms. Uh, the turnovers have been a little bit better in the last few weeks, uh, uh, you know, especially in, in some of those efforts at home for the Buffs. So if they can keep that in line, they only had 13 at Arizona. Uh, they only had six at Utah uh, the week before. They, they kept it in the low teens and around 11 for a lot of the games previous to that. Uh, we haven't seen those huge 20 turnover games really since that, that LA trip. So, uh, if they can keep that under control uh, and just knock down some shots, you know, you know who it's going to be with this team. Javon Ruffin has kind of come on this past week. He kind of looked more like the Javon Ruffin we started seeing uh, prior to, you know, having to, to take four games off because of a, of, of a knee injury. So if someone can get hot besides Tristan De Silva and, and, and KJ Simpson, uh, this team has a shot, you know, if not, it's going to be a struggle against uh, all three of these teams, but especially this weekend against the LA teams. Yeah, and you've written about it, but I mean, the three point shooting has been a disappointment this year. Man, if they can hit some threes this weekend or on this homestand, that's going to really be huge, not only for them trying to get wins, but build their confidence a little bit. They've got to start hitting from beyond the arc. Yeah, and you don't know where it's going to come from. You know, Luke O'Brien has been a little bit better the last few weeks. That percentage has come up a little bit, uh, but he got off to a really poor start to the season. You know, I had an article today mentioned or posted yesterday that, that mentioned a few other guys that are way off the pace percentage wise uh, than they were last year. Tristan De Silva is not now he's shooting and, you know, at a rate that's going to make him, you know, if he keeps it up these last few games among the top 10, three point percentage seasons uh, in team history. So the lack of an inside game hasn't helped that with, with uh, some of these looks, but you know, for the most part, they've gotten good looks. I don't think they're forcing threes and, you know, whatever lack of punch they're getting from the inside, it hasn't hurt Tristan De Silva out there, who's still shooting at a, you know, a very high percentage. And and Javon Ruffin has been decent as well too. He kind of hit a slump, you know, around that knee injury in his return, but uh, he's been looking sharp lately. Maybe he's the guy that knocks one down this weekend. But you name it, between Nick Clifford or O'Brien or maybe Julian Hammond off the bench or or Ethan Wright off the bench, someone gets hot and knocks down some trees. They got some good chance. They have a good chance against all these teams. Uh, but if not, this team struggles to score. Yeah, you know, and quick shout out to Luke O'Brien who had a really good weekend um, in the starting lineup this last weekend. Almost two double doubles. He didn't have any, but he almost had two. I think it was 
what, nine points, 10 rebounds one game, and then nine and nine the next? Exactly. So, you know, really good uh, weekend for him uh, getting in that starting lineup. It'd just be nice for him and some of those other guys to hit some threes. But it um, could be a really you know good and fun day of CU basketball on Thursday, an opportunity for both those teams uh, to get a victory. And uh, Thursday is going to be fun. I mean, I haven't seen the men's team, you know, a lot – in, in person this year, but you know, because they're playing right after the women, I'm going to stick around and, and watch that. And they're always good, entertaining games with USC. So, um, you know, we're both going to be out there on Thursday. It's going to be a fun day. Yeah, exactly. We got the number three team in the nation on the women's side coming in for a top 25 battle against the number 21 buffs. Then after that, you know, this USC rivalry for the men is cooled down maybe a little bit in recent seasons. The, uh, the players that, uh, made it pretty intense for a few years. It kind of moved on, but this has still turned into a pretty interesting rivalry, arguably one of the most interesting ones in the Pac-12 the last few seasons. The coaches aren't friends, and you never know what's going to happen in these games. So, yeah, it should be a fun day on Thursday. Yeah, and USC sitting in third place in the conference, two games ahead of ASU and Utah. But, you know, if they have a bad weekend in the mountain trip, uh, that that changes quickly. So um, Buffs with, a, with an opportunity here to, like I said, play spoiler and also set themselves up pretty well but uh pat will be out there on thursday and then next week we'll we'll chat about you know the pac-12 tournament for the women the final week for the men and then kind of you know give our impressions after meeting some of the uh offensive assistants in football but um, i think that'll do it for this episode of the podcast what do you think i think it's getting close to march basketball is in the air always a fun time to be covering these teams and uh looking forward to the next couple of weeks awesome well the coverage will be fun and i look forward to seeing uh what you do this weekend, and uh, I will see you on Thursday. And as always, folks, thanks for listening.